Everybody, welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Holtzapple. Alongside me, as always, is the birthday boy, George Rogers. Ah, here I am. Happy birthday. Thank you. Well, your birthday was Thursday. Yes, so. it was. Yes, it was. And um, so we're doing a podcast for his birthday, as we as we did with mine. We did Star Wars for me. George has chosen uh, the Bill Paxton classic, Twister. I like um, that you call it the Bill Paxton classic, Twister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll you, talk. We'll talk you about you don't call it the 1996 disaster <laughs> epic masterpiece. <laughs> and we'll uh, hey, listen. This was the start because then Volcano came out afterwards. True, Armageddon, true. Deep Impact. True. The success of Twister mm. uh, gave us actually. Wouldn't Independence Day have kicked all this off? Nobody asked your opinion, and this came out before Independence Day. Did it? Uh, I, yeah. haven't, I haven't looked. Like two months before Independence okay, Day. Okay. Um, so we'll, uh, we're going to jump into the review. Um, and then we'll talk about some stuff at the end before we wrap things up this week's episode. So, because um, uh, I, I like the fact that we're doing um, the reviews first because we they were they were getting lost for a while. So yes. I figured we do the review because yes. that's what we are, and then we'll talk about anything we want to talk about afterwards. So, uh, let's get into the review because we got some stuff. You know, talk about mm-hmm. the Suicide Squad trailer that mm-hmm. came out yesterday, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Talk about what we're going to review next week. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit more about this whole fucking. Snyder I don't want to get thing. too deep into that because that will go off on a whole thing. What with the with with everything with Warner Brothers? Because well, that's not. It's, what else is there really to say? But there's yeah. you know, I just want to talk a few minutes. I'm scrolling way past this. But <laughs> you're like, um, oh no, I've looked. I've I've clicked on Night of the Twisters. Yeah, and, uh, I don't really. I know Chris suggested it, but I don't. We don't need to dedicate a whole show to that. Like 15, 20 minutes is enough if that. <clears throat> um, all right. Wow, this made a lot of money. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, Twister. It, it made dollars. Yeah, it did. Wow, it really did. It made lots of dollars. Yeah. Um, made, I mean, I knew it was a hit, but I know it made Dan has I no idea. I had no, no idea it made that much. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, let's let's rock and roll. Twister, released May tenth, nineteen ninety six, on a budget of that's random eighty eight to ninety two million dollars. That's like random numbers, right? Nah, there. Well, you know. So they threw door, uh, darts at the board and it hit two numbers. They're like close enough. Nah, those numbers are those uh, numbers are close. With a box office of four hundred and ninety-five point seven million dollars, that is an insane profit. Uh, directed by George's favorite, the great Jan de Bond. What do you mean the great? Where are you getting any of this? The great Jan oh, de Bond. God, I guess. Am I thinking of Jan Hammer? You probably are thinking of James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, produced by Ian Bryce, Michael Crichton, uh, Kathleen Kennedy. Um, yeah, whatever. Well, it was executive produced by Spielberg, so, yeah. you know. Uh, written by Michael Crichton and Anne-Marie Martin. Music by Mark Mancina. I know that name. I'm sure you do. I know that name. Um. Yeah, he also did the score for Speed. Okay. Bad Boys, Training Day. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, starring Helen Hunt, Bill Paxton, Jamie Gertz. Fuck Jamie Gertz. I have nothing else. What you guys? Carrie Ellis, <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Greg Kinnear. He's also collaborated with Trevor Rabin okay. on several Just on several gonna as well. Ignore what I said. What did you say? I read off the cast. Mm. Yeah, but who you say? I know you said Helen, you said Jamie Gertz, who cares about her. What else? Mm. What other cast did you write out? Carrie Ellis, Phil Seymour Hoffman, and Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear was not in this movie. <laughs> I don't know hey, where you're getting any of this. That guy looks just like Greg Kinnear. Rust, Rusty Schwimmer is somebody in this movie. Mrs. Thornton? Who was that? Rust, Rust, Rusty? What? R- Rusty Schwimmer. Rusty Schwimmer. Oh, she's best friends with Virginia Madsen. Oh, all right. Hmm. That should help. I, I don't know who the Thorns are in this movie. Maybe, maybe yeah, I don't know. Maybe eh, somebody who did somebody somewhere. Jake Busey. Oh, was it her parents? But her last name is Harding. Oh, Joe Thorne. Okay, that was Bill's last name. That's why. 
Okay, yes. Yes. Her parents. That was her parents. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Oh, and, and Young Joe was played by Alexa Vega, who was in the uh, who has worked with Robert Rodriguez on literally everything. She was in Spy Kids. Yes. She was one of the kids. Mm-hmm. She was one of the Spy Kids. Mm-hmm. And now she does movies for uh, Hallmark. I'm not surprised. Like Hallmark mystery movies with her with her husband, Carlos Panavega. Or whatever his name is. Oh, yeah. She's the spy kids chick that everybody like has the hots for now, right? Yeah. And she does. <laughs> <laughs> and now Dean does too. <laughs> All right. Let's rock and roll, George. Yep. Uh, when did you first see this movie? You know, I forgot to ask you that when we recorded Bond earlier. When did you first see License to Kill? Oh, well, yeah. I'm sure people who listen to this don't listen to Bond also. Yeah, so. Um, but it was on TV. Okay. But the first time I saw this mm-hmm. was, I want to think I saw this in theaters, but I can't 100% pin it down. Because my mom loved this movie. I know we didn't see it in theaters. I'm almost positive it was a rental. You know, you mm-hmm. go to the, the remember I, the Vimber Video Stores, everybody? Yeah, remember Video Stores? You go to, you, know, you pick a, I did you have get, to move the box to get to the box? Yeah. Remember that? I remember yes. those. I had to. Uh, Are you sure about that? I remember I had this on VHS. I think I'd still do. Yeah. I, I definitely, I 100% have this on VHS. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of home media, this was the first movie to be released on DVD in America. Was it really? Yes, it was. You know what? I think it was DVD I owned this, not VHS. That sounds really familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, it was the first, it was also the first film to be released on HD DVD before that fade, faded the hell away. Remember Fast. That? that lasted all of 2006. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, oh, yeah. To, uh, this is like the alternate to Blu-ray, and everyone's like, nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is going to put Blu-ray in a business. It's like, no, it's not. No, it's no, it, no, it is not. And you had to buy like a separate HDR player to hook up to your Xbox to play them. It was a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it was a fucking disaster. It was a whole process. All right, you want to get this shit show about Jimmy Gertz, Gertz over with? Jimmy Gertz isn't in this movie. Good, you can start this. I'm going to get a drink of water. <laughs> you just, uh, that's, that's not yours. Not mine. That's been sitting there. Look. In 1969, a young girl named Joe is awakened in the night by an approaching F5 tornado and witnesses her father get killed by the storm as he tries to save his family. In the present day, 1996, adult Joe is an eccentric meteorologist obsessed with chasing tornadoes and leads a team of ragtag storm chasers, but is on the brink of divorce with her ex-husband, Retired storm chaser turned news anchor Bill Harding. Bill ventures to rural Oklahoma to meet Joe for the first time in months and finalize their divorce papers, bringing with him his new fiancée therapist, Melissa Reeves. Though Bill would like to get the paper signed as quickly as possible before leaving, he is intrigued by Dorothy 1-4, through an invention he developed but never saw come to fruition. Dorothy would be revolutionary to to tornado research and safety measures, but to use it properly means for it to be placed as dangerously close to a tornado as possible. Joe's team suddenly rushes to chase a tornado forming nearby, but Bill and Melissa are forced to pursue Joe when she mistakenly takes the papers with her. However, Bill has a run-in with Jonas Miller, a fellow rival storm chaser whom he has negative history with and is run off the road by Jonas's team. Well, first off, that's wrong. She didn't take the papers with her. She forgot to sign a paper. Mm-hmm. She forgot to sign a page, which was obviously a, a, a ploy. Right. Um, but yeah, I like, it starts off in the past, you know, a young girl to show why she does what she does and why mm-hmm. she became involved in such things. Cause she wanted to get revenge on that tornado that killed her. Yeah. Parents. It, it, it's just like Jaws 4, except a lot better and not involving that, a dumb ass shark. I said that when we were watching it the other day. I was like, yeah, this is the same plot as Jaws 4, the revenge. <laughs> I think it's not so much as to get revenge, but yeah, it's, yeah, to, you're... it's to prevent other people from... Having the same misfortune she had. Becoming obsessed with the thing because yeah. it, it hurt you. She's yeah. like, I don't want this to happen to somebody else. Because I like when it, and then when, when, when Bill and Melissa arrive, and Melissa kind of plays the role of kind of like the everyman who doesn't know anything about. Sorry, people. There was a, this hair on the microphone that was bothering the shit out of me. <laughs> who doesn't know anything about tornadoes. So mm-hmm. she's you know, asking the questions that we essentially ask, like, oh, what do you mean? You know, what is the purpose of this? Like, yeah. oh, it's to advance the other warning system. But aren't there warning systems already out there? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, but they're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole thing is to get a warning system so you can get to safety as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Now, aside from Bill Paxson, who plays Bill, and... Can I say something? Yeah. I miss Bill Paxson. So do I. I really do. God, I really Loved do. Loved Bill Paxson. Fantastic. So, so crushed when I heard he passed away. Mm-hmm. 
I absolutely love Bill Paxton. I don't have to tell you because I know you love Bill Paxton. Oh, yeah. I, I miss the yeah. guy. He's, he's been in so many movies mm-hmm. that I like. And uh, it was a real shame when he passed. Agreed. Agreed. Aside from... When did he die? Was it like four or five years ago? Yeah. Aside from him, um, Helen Hunt... 2017. And, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Aside right. from him... Oh, yeah. That was like yeah. that year, that calendar year of just hell that people were just dying left and right. It sounds like every year. As in, yeah, I, but from like... From like the last like five years, it seems like a whole... Uh, yeah, it seems true. like a whole thing anymore. Yeah. It like, it like everyone's started like, with... Because like, everyone's like, oh, 2016 is the worst year. Then 2017 was like, uh, yeah, it was uh, like it, uh, it started with and Lemmy. Then 2018 was like, uh, uh, it's like it started with Lemmy and it hasn't stopped. Yeah, pretty much. It's almost like he was the start of it all. Like now that ego's out of the way, Thanos can go get the rest of the Infinity Stones. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, aside from yeah, now that ego and uh, Odin are dead. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's all a, right. It's again, yeah, Bowie and Lemmy died, and now uh, yeah. now all hell's breaking loose. Uh, Odin. Ego and the Ancient One. So it was like Alan Rickman, Bowie, and Lemmy. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, time to go to work. I'll do it for you. Or, or you can even say, like, like uh, there fine. was four fine, of them. Now, now, now hell is even, is taking over the world because Eddie Van Halen was like the last pillar of uh, yeah. society. It all started with Dave Vigoda. It's been downhill since. He's still alive. No, he's not. He's like 191. I wish. And even, even that's wrong. <laughs> He'd be about the same age as Betty White. Anyway, as I was saying, aside from Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt, Jimmy Gertz, and Carrie Elwes in this movie, basically any other person could have been swapped out with any other actor, and nobody would it would change absolutely nothing to the story. Like it's, and it's, uh, I mean that's Michael Crichton. Look at Jurassic Park again. Like I said, is, is you, this the Michael Crichton shared universe? <laughs> yeah, I mean you can basically, I mean obviously with the exception of Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum, you can swap out anybody in Jurassic Park, and it really wouldn't make much of a difference. Pretty much, I mean you can get any older Englishman to play uh, John Hammond. I mean you could, I mean yeah. Patrick Stewart could play John Hammond. It's true, but like I mean everyone else is basically just kind of you know there. That's like, you know, her team. Sean Carney would have been a good uh, John Hammond. Oh, um, Pete Postlewaite. I don't, I don't see. Pete Postlewaite. Except I don't see Jeff Goldman going toe-to-toe in an argument session with Sean Connery. Because mm-hmm. Connery would just get up and slap him with the amber cane. Like, you respect your elders, boy. Mm-hmm. He, he would have slapped, he would have slapped Laura Dermot. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when he's like, sometimes a woman just needs a slap. <laughs> But I mean, because it's me. I mean, I've well, I mean, because it's me. I've always kind of been fascinated with, with like weather anomalies in general. You know. Yeah, you look like a connoisseur. Yeah, <laughs> haven't you known? <laughs> well, when I was a kid, before I before I met all of you, all you all you yokels, all you jo- all you jackals. Yeehaw! I did a report in sixth grade on tornadoes. Did because, you? Because of this movie, and I got an A plus plus. Good for you. Yeah, and I learned about the the Fujita scale. The F five, the F one, all the mm-hmm. all the stuff. I wanted to become a storm chaser. So I realized there was a lot of work involved. And I was like, I don't think I want to do this. I was like, I did more schoolwork. You're out of your mind. Are you sure you don't love this movie because of this? Oh, hey Sammy, didn't know you're here. Great song. Great song. This is Van Halen to me. Oh, you got the extended version. Mm-hmm. The one that has the scenes from the movie. Yeah, the one that actually has the guitar, the full guitar solo on it. Yeah. Mike Lanthi did five Mike Lanthi turns in this yes, video alone. Yes, he did. Alone. He did two in the beginning of this video. At one point, he does a turn and then nods at the camera like, I he, did it. He's like, yeah. There you go. I got you. I, <laughs> I, I hooked you guys up. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, I got you. Great guys. song. Great, Great I, song. One of my... We, I don't have to tell you because I know you feel the same. It's one of my favorite Van Halen yeah, songs. Yeah, this, uh, this to me is a top five Van Halen song. Uh, it's right there. I, I put think this, I have I put it at the, five. I put this, I'll put this in my top five. I think I have it at five. I'll gladly put this in top five. Be, because it's a great song and also the connection to Twister because I hear the song and I always think of mm. you know them leaving Aunt Meg's house after they've just had that fucking meal. Mm-hmm. With, the, with the gravy with the gravy mm-hmm. that's practically a food group we'll get to that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we'll get to that don't you worry mm-hmm. but yeah because we see all these other characters we see Alan Rock who's you know who's only, his only other famous role was before at least before this was being Cameron in um, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off mm-hmm. I 
I didn't realize he, he was, was on a Spin I, City. Yes, he well, yeah. Well, Spin City came out not long after mm-hmm. this. I think it was probably this Alan this Rucker. season. I think like that nineteen ninety six like fall season. He was in Young when, Guns too. Because I think yeah, I didn't and like Speed. It. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. He was on the bus. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, he was Stewart on the bus. Wasn't that his character's name or something like that? He was like bitching the whole time or something along those lines. I don't fucking really know. Doug Stevens. Doug. Yeah. He was he he was like bitching the whole time mm-hmm. on the bus, but yeah. Um, I love Speed. Speed's a great movie. Oh, I know it was also directed by Yandabot. I was talking about the drugs. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh. <laughs> I also made a shit ton of money. That had a thirty million dollar budget and it made three hundred fifty million dollars in nineteen ninety four dollars too. Yeah. The, the whoa, movie, the whoa. movie, the movie that's responsible for uh, for, for unleashing uh, Sandra Bullock into the world. Cause that was her that that was her shot. I love like Sandra she Bullock. she did that and just it shot her. She's awesome. Straight to the A list. Yeah. Straight to the top of the A list. Especially with Speed Two Cruise Control. Can't. I can't I wait to record that. We're not doing that. I don't know where you keep getting. Guess whose birthday is coming up? <laughs> Nobody's. We're, ours are past. <laughs> well, we got I'm a saying calendar my, year. Mine comes first oh. <laughs> before yours. Well, we'll see. <laughs> the days change all the time. Uh, well, Amy says she wanted the guest star for her birthday. She wanted to do Speed Two Cruise Control. <laughs> Amy can't name three people that are in that movie. <laughs> I'm giving her a three because she'll probably get Willem Dafoe and uh, Sandra Bullock. If I say name a third, she's going to be like, I don't know anybody. I'm on the Speed 2 Wikipedia page. Why are you on the Speed 2? We're was, talking about Twister. It was nominated for eight Golden Raspberry Awards. Oh. Winning the worst remake or sequel. <laughs> a title it has held since. It beat Halloween five um, for that. T- it beat Halloween five for that title. <laughs> I don't think I can argue with it being the worst sequel. It's fucking bad. It's bad. It's bad. But anyway, let's get yeah, back to Twister. Of of all the people in Joe's group, you know, they all seem to have their role. You know, they're all some sort of scientists, or they've worked, or they're get ready for rush hour, or um, that's <laughs> or or like Alan Ruck, who has like all the maps. Like he's the you know he, he he's Map Man. Rush Hour Hits the Water was the tagline for Speed 2. <laughs> I wish I could find that fucking poster. Because <laughs> you'd be hanging it right the fuck yeah. there. <laughs> but in uh, everybody's house. Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, Dusty, he's the only one that like stands out. Yeah. Because he's the only one that's got... And Greg Kinnear. And he's not in the fucking movie. I gotta find and he's that. not on anybody's team. I gotta find out who... They're all picking can... fucking tornado chasing teams. <clears throat> no one's like, hey, let me get Greg Kinnear. I like Greg Kinnear. Yeah. What's he been at recently? Nothing. Uh, the last thing I saw him in was The Matador back what? in 2005. The last thing I saw him in was the unemployment line down the road. Oh. Soup. You're not unemployed, though. At the soup kitchen. No, but I go there to poke fun. Hey, yo. Hey, what are you, some sort of fucking yutz? Who is this guy? Yeah, Get out go, there. Go outside. Go outside. Catastrophically almost stepped on the keyboard, cat. Ugh. Like, like a tornado himself come whizzing like they, in here. It's like they sniff out a keyboard. He was been like sleeping. I opened up my laptop at Bernie and was like, hey, God, I'm going to sit on this. Hey, you... my foot lay. Yeah. Clown ass. You going to eat that? And then we sort of meet Carrie Ellis, who mm-hmm. was, uh, obviously was a... I, I thought he was in more of the movie, to be honest with you. Nah, he's just kind of there as a, as a foil for no reason. Like, to be that I, kind of dickhead? Yeah, just to be a dick, Yeah, really. pretty much. And, yeah, obviously he's had some history with Bill and Joe, but he's, you know, went out and got himself some corporate sponsors. He's in it all about the money. All about the fame. He's not in it for the science. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. While stopping to get his new Dodge Ram fixed at a repair shop, he discovers Jonas has blatantly stolen his idea for Dorothy and plans to deploy his version first and receive sole credit for the invention. Enraged, Bill agrees to give Joe one day for her team to beat Jonas and successfully deploy Dorothy first. With his vehicle fixed, the team moves after a smaller F1 tornado. In a fit of impulsiveness, Bill maneuvers their truck into a ditch but cannot escape as the tornado quickly approaches and is forced to take shelter under a bridge. The tornado destroys jo- destroys Joe's truck and Dorothy 1. With another tornado forming nearby, Bill uses his truck to pursue. They once again come across Jonas's gang, but Bill outsmarts them by accurately predicting a sudden change in the tornado's direction, leading them down a back road to Call Lake. While on a bridge, two water spouts catch their truck and thrash it about violently before disappearing. Bill and Joe are unharmed, but their Dorothy 2 unit failed to deploy, and Melissa is left horrified by the startling experience. 
So we also get a little bit of exposition as they stop to get, you know, for, for Bill to get his truck fixed. There's like a little like roadside diner, which you know probably has the best soup you've ever had. And, or the worst. Uh, I, I guarantee you they got spot on chili. I bet you their BLTs are really good. Oh, I bet you. I mean, right there in Oklahoma, there's no way it's not. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we get a little bit of exposition where she's talking about where, you know, Joe has a little interaction with Jonas, where Jonas is like, oh, I'm trying to like, which way you're headed. You know, she's like, oh, he's just trying to find which way Bill goes. And then Joe explains that, like, Bill can, it's kind of like the hokiest thing. Like, he can sense what the tornado is doing because he can kind of, like, predict the direction by, like, picking up a handful of dirt and, like, watching it, like, seep out of his hands. Some would say he's the twister quizzer. Wizard. Twister wizard. Uh, her Aunt Meg will call him the human barometer. I like twister wizard better. That does. That sounds good. The twizzard. Go. It's a, it's a wizard. Twin. Or you could uh, you could call him the Twitter wizard because if you notice, I had Twitter up on my screen. Is because when I typed in TW, mm-hmm. I hit enter by accident, it took me straight to Twitter. Of course. Surprised <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't take you to Twinks R Us. <laughs> but yeah, then Bill's just like he. <sighs> See, he's like looking at the sky, and he's like, "All right, let's get the team going." Then the team, like, fucking suits up to go. And a lot of reading here. Look at yeah. these paragraphs. I mean, this movie wasn't long. No. Why is it so lengthy? Just, descriptions. They're just, they're just taking a lot in there, but I like when they're just fucking driving along, and then Dusty's and, and Dusty's like bringing is bringing up the rear. As he usually is. Mm. And he just shouts out, it's the wonder of nature, baby. And then starts playing Child in Time by Rainbow through his fucking speakers. That's you. That is you. You would do that. Yeah. Maybe not Child in Time, but definitely uh, since you've been gone. Don't tell me. Yeah, Yeah, you're more of a Helen Hunt. That's extremely disrespectful to Helen Hunt. Yeah. And hey. I only know her from like three movies. What Women Want This... And contact, even though that was Jodie Foster. in contact. Are you sure you're not thinking of uh, as good as it gets with Jack Nicholson when he won uh, when he won the Oscar? Actually, I don't think I've ever seen that. Now Greg Kinnear was in that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm confusing. That's what you're confusing. You're confusing <laughs> Twister with a movie you've no, never seen. No, because there was a dude in the movie yeah. that looks like Greg Kinnear. Yeah, the people who work at like NSSL, like they're all like you know. Yeah, he had glasses on. He looked just like Greg Kinnear. I was like, oh wait, I don't yeah. remember Greg Kinnear being in this. And he's, he's like, like, oh, it's gonna be a busy day. And he drinks his coffee. I'll pull it up. Tornadoes. I'll pull it up. I'll look for it when we're done here. Yeah, from this bullshit. Yeah, but that first tornado, which I'm assuming they just kind of go in order with the tornadoes because the first one's an F1. Yeah. I'm and then, sure. like, the twisters on the lake, that's, um, like, I think they were, like, a solid F2. They say mm. it at the uh, dinner thing, or at the, at, the, at the meal at Aunt Meg's. So I'm just assuming that, like, as the, as the movie goes on, you're just hitting the different size tornadoes. Which, not, I mean, as we as we talked about, like, the uh, like the Michael Crichton shared universe. Yeah. I mean, this is very much like a Michael Crichton. Very like, much, yeah. Like Jurassic Park. Nobody yeah. gives a shit about the human interaction in Jurassic Park. Um, it's, a, it's about the dinosaurs. Let's but, be honest. But unlike yeah. some movies that involve animals, like, the human interaction is great in Jurassic yeah, Park. Yeah, the human interaction like is when we Like, right. when we watched Godzilla King of the Monsters, I didn't need Vera Farmiga in that movie. And, um... The one who, um, the kid, um, her daughter, didn't need her, didn't need, uh, you know, Guy McActor, I can't remember his name. Kyle Chandler? Yeah, I didn't need him. I just didn't need, like, that family. Yeah, I I just just, needed, I wanted Godzilla to be I wanted Godzilla, I wanted Mothra, I wanted King Ghidorah, I wanted Rodan, and I wasn't disappointed. Yeah. No, uh, I'll tell you right now, uh, a little spoiler for our Godzilla vs. Kong, um, I will not be giving this movie a 10 out of 10 because I know there's going to be too much human interaction. There. Yeah. So, uh, well, st- who knows? You never know, but I just, like I feel said, it. I can't wait until Godzilla has calmed down. And he's like, save Mothra. Um, I have heard that it's, it's, it's kind of like that. And then they team up to take on doomsday Mecha Godzilla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, I'm looking forward to it though, but, um, I know I'm going to be like, why is there so much? Why, why are humans talking? Yeah. Give me two hours of a giant fucking lizard fighting an ape. And in the last 20 minutes, they beat up on a stupid mechanical So basically what you're telling me is you want the end of Donkey Kong Country. When Donkey Kong takes on King K. Rule. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, The effects in this movie were were fantastic. I mean, like... For 1996. Yeah, for for 1996. I mean, it had to be ILM. I'm I'm sure it is. With Spielberg producing, there's no way ILM wasn't involved. 
Warner Brothers, Universal, and Amblin. Like, it's... It, 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 fuck Warner Brothers. I uh, get over it. Get over it. I'm trying you, to enjoy Twister here. You want the Snyder versus Marvel. I, so do I, but... I don't fuck them in 1996. True. I mean, I do in 1997 when I saw what they gave me instead of uh, Val Kilmer. <laughs> uh, I'm not seeing... I'm not seeing uh, production companies. Oh, well. I mean, it had to be ILM. Yeah. They, they do uh, pretty much do everything. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, so one way or another, George Lucas is making money. Yeah. And it's and it's going to happen. Worst supporting actress, Jamie Kurtz. I know, like, one of the, one of the things that this movie gave us, especially during that first, or, or during that second tornado um, incident, we'll say, is the fucking cow, like the floating cow. Like, it may, maybe could have done without that at this point in time, but at the time it was a great, like, oh, cow. Oh, another cow. I think that's the same one. Like the, the fucking floating cow who mooed as it went past the mm-hmm. truck. Mm-hmm. I hope that cow survived. Uh, we can assume it. I mean, it was clearly fucking CJ. Like, that was... The CGI cow was the most unbelievable thing of that part of the uh, mm-hmm. of the effects. Mm-hmm. But but Melissa is, is clearly just like a, a fucking I don't know what the hell she's just. Ah, 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 when you said you chased tornadoes, I thought it was a metaphor. So I I could have literally done without her this entire movie. The storm chasers venture to Joe's aunt. Yeah, it was all to, it was all yeah. The storm chasers venture to Joe's aunt Meg's house in a small farm town of Wakita, Oklahoma, over steak and eggs. Bill reveals the I story. I love steak of, and eggs. Yeah, love it. So, uh, especially those steak and eggs, they look amazing. Mm-hmm. Bill reveals the story of Joe's father to Melissa, while Aunt Meg realizes Joe is still in love with Bill and advises her to stay with him. The team scramble to encounter another twister, yep. leading them to it was a, all of leading them to an F three that's forming on Twister Hill. Due to intense hail, debris, and the tornado's unpredictable movements, the operation is deemed too dangerous and Bill retreats against Joe's wishes. When Joe has a mental breakdown and reveals that she became a storm chaser to avenge her father, Bill reveals that he still has feelings for her, not realizing that the entire conversation is overheard by Melissa through a walkie-talkie. That night, the crew attend a drive-in screening of The Shining where Joe finally agrees to sign the divorce papers. However, the sudden formation of a violent F4 tornado forces the entire theater staff an audience to seek shelter in a nearby factory. The tornado devastates the theater, destroying several of the characters' vehicles, and further traumatizes Melissa. Just as the team learns the same tornado has destroyed Wakita, Melissa cut ties with Bill and wishes him the best of luck. That that fucking meal, that meal scene, that's just just bullshitting around the table, mm-hmm. just talking about whatever, talking you know, talking about the very you know the various fucking tornadoes and you know, the one fucking weird guys like i want to get struck by lightning once you know just see what it's like yeah he died in fucking hollow man <laughs> so yeah you found out but they're all just like bullshit and then they're, they're and they're telling the story of how bill met joe you know he's you know, driving a shitty valiant and came like stumbling out of it naked walked up to a tornado said have a drink and chucked and chucked a fucking whiskey bottle into it and it never hit the ground Although, like, Melissa just looks so fucking out of place. Like, she's sitting there like, how do I use food? And, like, like, I don't know what this is. And, like, Dusty's, like, making a plate for her while she's sitting there. You know, it's the steak and the eggs. And he's like, oh, you better get some of this gravy. Her gravy is famous. It's practically a food group. And it looked like everything that was being made just looked amazing. Like, I would mm-hmm. give... This is a good home-cooked meal. I would give both of my arms to be at that fucking table and just have that meal. Oh, how would yeah. you eat, then? What's up? How would you eat? I just would go face first on the plate and just chew until there was nothing left hmm. like a real man but then, um, there, but then a little there, bit of a, a little bit of a side up as i was i got curious i was looking at the ilm movies uh they're doing the graphics from the time to die didn't know that oh wow yeah i right. didn't know that uh, just a little bond thing there um nice but yeah i didn't know that continue but they're talking about the various types of tornadoes, and they're like, the F5, she's like, oh, well, now you lost me again. Like, oh, well, it's the Fujita scale. It's how they register how much a tornado eats. You know, if it destroy or, or, or destroys, and they base it they base it by however, however much it eats, it gets that much higher of a rating. Mm-hmm. And they talk about, and when they and when she asks if there was ever an F5, it just goes deathly silent. 
like everyone just drops their silverware and they're like, oh, what would that be like? And then the guy who's, they call him preacher. He's like, oh, the finger of God. And they're like, oh, has anyone ever seen that five? And they're like, oh, just one. And Bill motions like up that like Joe is the only one who's seen that five mm-hmm. because that's what killed her father. They don't blatantly outright say that, but that's from exposition. You can kind of tell that that's what he's re- right. what he's referencing. Right. And then Meg has that little talk with Joe where she's like, you know, basically trying to convince him to stay with Bill. And she's, you know, she's like, oh, I lost him. And she's like, no, he's here. Like he came back. Mm. So, which is, I mean, I get like you still love the guy and he's kind of trying to move on with his life. But you've kind of destroyed a relationship in the process here. Yeah. Like you kind of, like from Jamie Gertz's point of view, like, she got the raw fucking deal. She did. And she even said that to Joe. It's like, I hope this isn't some desperate attempt to keep him in your life. Mm. Which it clearly is. Yeah. Like, she could tell that from the fucking beginning. Like, Helen oh. Hunt, more like Helen Cunt. Whoa! Oh! Ooh! Throw on the AC. That was a hot take. That was good. That was really good. You like that? That was good. You like that? Yeah. Good. That's good. Thank you. Did that just come to you? Yeah. Nice. Right there, yeah. I don't like how long. Yeah, well, and also at the they're they're at Paul Reiser too. Yeah, they're they're sitting there. Yeah, at the, Paul Reiser was good at the time. Paul Reiser, like he had a time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His time was Beverly Hills Cop one, two, and Aliens, and that was it. I liked uh, my two dads was all right. I liked um, if you like Greg Evigan. No, I liked um, Mad About You. Yeah, you can you liked it, but you can never remember the name of the show. That is the third time in two days that you have blanked on that fucking name. <laughs> but they're sitting at the house and you know, they're, they're fucking eating and and Melissa's just conf- and obviously Melissa's confused about what's going on she's like I don't understand any of this and then Meg is like well what goes on in this house is none of your business no we're not giving him that this week no maybe you shouldn't be living here I hope that hurts Why'd you give it to him then? You said we're gonna give it to him. We're not gonna give him the satisfaction of yelling. Not giving him the satisfaction. No. You don't. You don't get that this week. No. You know why, Chris? Because what goes on in this house is. Yeah. Yeah. Then maybe you shouldn't be living here. (laughs) Loud, right into the microphone. Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? And that's and when they leave at Meg's house, that's when, that's when fucking humans being kicks in. Yeah. That's it right there. That's... Paul you know, just doesn't look anything like he used to. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. And that's, I mean, the fucking... Once again, the effects. Just like, you know, the... I think I read that they actually... Like, for the... To, to get the hail, they just grabbed a bunch of fucking ice. And just... To make it, like, as realistic. Because that's obviously... Because obviously the, the debris and shit isn't computer generated. Only the, only the tornadoes are. Everything else is all just practical effect. Mm. Which is fantastic, especially at the scene at the movie at the movie theater where it's night and the tornado hits, so you don't see it. So the only glimpse of the tornado you get is when you see like the lightning hit, and then you just get like that quick flash of the uh, uh, that quick flash of the tornado, and then everything else is just the the downdrafts and shit that happen around it. Yeah, <clears throat> which which sells the horror that they're dealing with without giving away, you know, without showing you the shark and until the end of the movie. Paul Reiser was on Stranger Things? Yeah, he was in a season... Season 2 and season... I don't know how many seasons there are. Hmm. He was on, though, yeah. Yeah, he's like the new head of the... Uh, something or another. Hmm. I've seen it. I obviously cannot. Mm-hmm. Clearly. And then Melissa's just like, I, I can't compete with any of this. You just, I, I don't want to be married to you. Yeah. You're obviously in love with Helen Hunt. Mm-hmm. She's not going to let her know. She, she, she should have just told Bill. She's like, listen, I'm going to go be fucking part owner of the Atlanta Hawks. And you can go hang out with this woman whose career is going to fade on, on December 31st, 1999. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> She's like, I'm going to go my own way. You go your own. Talk about what Ruben Walton was a funny movie. Yeah. That was 2000. Yep. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. 
Wakita is left in ruins and Aunt Meg is heavily wounded in her leveled house. While Bill and Joe manage to rescue Jesus. her, her house collapses into a heap that leaves her emotionally and physically in anguish. When a record-breaking F5 tornado is predicted to hit the next morning, Bill has the idea to use the rubble to allow Dorothy 3 and 4 to be more aerodynamic. The next day, the F5 is revealed to be over half a mile wide and has recorded wind speeds of over 300 miles per hour. Their attempts to, de to deploy Dorothy 3 fail when it's hit by an airborne tree while setting up the fourth and final unit. Bill and Joe outmaneuver a flying tanker truck, farm equipment, and even a house that has been dropped on the road by the massive storm. Meanwhile, Jonas is attempting to deploy his device but gets far too close. Bill and Joe warn him via walkie-talkie, but he ignores them and is fatally killed by the tornado. That's putting it fucking mildly. <laughs> his driver gets impaled with a fucking antenna, the truck lifted in the air, and then slammed down and explodes. So, fatally killed is putting it fucking mildly, 007. With Dorothy Ford placed in the truck's bed, the two sacrifice Bill's Dodge by placing it on autopilot and driving straight into the tornado. Jumping out at the last second, though the truck is swept away. Dorothy 4 is successfully deployed with positive results. However, they must now outrun the F-5 on foot as it rapidly approaches their positions, forcing them to seek refuge in a water pump shed. Bill suggests their only chance for only chance of survival is by strapping themselves to the water pipe, water pipes that go 30 feet underground. The plan works and they survive as the tornado passes over them, allowing them to gaze into the into the inside of the tornado as it immediately flattens the building around them. The F-5 soon dissipates. Uh, a lot going on there. Uh -huh. But I'll break this down to the to the the the, the, the point of the situation. Uh -huh. <clears throat> Up until this point with the tornadoes, I mean, we've seen what they've done in open we've seen the destruction they've caused in kind of open areas on the road and like and what and what they did in, in the in the at the drive in. But then when you see it like hit the, but then when you see it hit the town, well you don't see it hit the town. You get the aftermath after it passed over. Mm -hmm. You just see, you know, just families outside. The whole, like, the whole town has just been fucking leveled. Yep. And we've already seen this town from overhead shots when they left the first, when they mm -hmm. left while Humans Being was playing. Mm -hmm. So we see it's a, it's a fairly like decent sized town. Yeah, and they just got laid to fucking waste. Oh, he's, he, he jumped down. He's doofus. Yeah, he's, he's doing a thing down there, and it just gets it just gets laid to waste. Mm -hmm. And then. Uh, after they get Meg out of the house and they're talking, you know, she's like, "I only had a couple minutes to get down before b before it hit," and really, she was only tipped off because of her fucking wind chimes that she had outside that were going and going yeah. and going. Because when she's watching that fucking Judy Garland movie on TV, it looked like I think that was Judy Garland. It, it's not important, but while she's watching, like, was it was it was it of Oz? It wasn't Wizard of Oz. No. It was somewhere she was older and addicted to drugs. Life. Oh yeah, that's it. Life. It was just her life. <laughs> mama, mother, ma, mama, 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 you're proud of me now, mama. Why did we just do Liza from Family Guy? <laughs> She's still alive. Yeah, Liza. Yeah, I, David Guest died, right? Yeah. I... Him and his unmovable face. What a fucking uh... God! Remember that fucking wedding? That was like the talk of 2003. Everybody knew he was gay, too. Yeah, everybody knew. It's like, everybody knew but you, Liza. Everybody knew but you, David Guest. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, but she's talking about how she, you know, how she, how she just got downstairs, and then and then Dusty's like, oh, you know, they're, they're, they're predicting that five's going to hit. Yeah. And then Bill's just kind of looking at the brain, and he's like, oh, we gotta, I know how to make Dorothy fly. Or, or um, Joe says it. Yeah. And then Bill's like, oh, get all the aluminum cans you want. Because apparently there's just aluminum cans all over the ground in Wakita, Oklahoma. There's no recycling. Uh, yeah, they, they, just, they just throw they just throw 1996 Pepsi cans on the floor mm -hmm. and that's it. Yep. And then they connect and they made like little wings on them so the wind could could pick them up. Mm -hmm. And then just all all the, the, the basically as soon as they load as soon as they load the sensors back into Dorothy three and four from then till the end of the movie, it's or right up until the F five dissipates, it's just pure action. Mm -hmm. You know, it's you know they're driving around, they get it, and fucking, they put Dorothy three on the ground. That fucking tree comes along and knocks it and, and knocks it over, and then they real that's where they realize the pack is too light. They try to warn Jonas, and he's just like, "Fuck you, I'm Carrie Elwes. Mm -hmm. Unlike some other Robin Hoods, I can speak with an English accent." And they're like, "All right, whatever, whatever, dude." His driver gets impaled with that fucking antenna. Mm -hmm. 
and then the whole car gets lifted. He's driving alongside it. Like, how do you not like? How do you think that? Like, oh, this is a great idea. This is gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Wasn't. No. No. Man, that man died. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Well, everyone died. And then his like, his crew was just sitting there like, because uh, it cuts like a, a wide shot of his crew or like a panning shot of the crew, and they're mm-hmm. all just like, eh, eh, something happened. I'd like to see what being in three hundred mile power wind feels like. I would just. Yo, I would love to just to, to just deal with the rush. It's like, we're going to chase this fucking tornado. I'm like, all right, you guys drive. You're better drivers than I. I'll ride shotgun. Hold the, hold, hold the camera. Get the shots of him. Because it's got to be part, like, I'm doing this for science, and part, I want the fucking thrill of almost dying. Mm. I need this. But you wouldn't do that, though. No? Because you're a pussy. That's harsh. You're afraid of roller coasters. I'm afraid of Nitro. You're afraid of... I'm afraid of the name Nitro and everything that comes along with it. You don't want to go where the big boys play? <laughs> I have a business, my friend. <laughs> nah, it's a Six Flags. All you're doing is recreating the uh, the night uh, Lex Luger uh, showed up. Am I? Mm-hmm. And then you're falling down like his when he has a spinal stroke. Good Lord! <laughs> wow. <laughs> An unnecessary shot at Lex Luger for no fucking reason. <laughs> I loved Lex, too. Man. Apparently you don't, according Ooh. to that. Oh, don't tease us, Lex. Oh. You can walk. Rusty swimmer. The effects on the F5 were fantastic. Well, once again, it's just it, it's part of the effects of this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised it didn't win the Oscar for effects. It was nominated, but... It, I mean, I lost Independence Day because how how were you beating Independence it Day? Probably lost out to themselves. No, they they lost out to Independence Day. Yeah, yeah. Independence Day was probably done by all of them too. Yeah. Either either way, they're just like, hey, how much? Yeah, what you get? Money? Yeah, yeah chargers. Yeah, chargers are key to all this. Yeah, free start this way, and then yeah, move around like this. Lois well, Smith is still alive. Yes, she is. She's. 90. Yeah, she's she's older than the fucking dirt she sleeps in, but she's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, she was also on an episode of Frasier. Yes, she was. Yep. And Fried Green Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Great movie. And she was also in True Blood, I believe. Is she a minority report? A minority? Probably not. Um, she's in a movie called Ruben Ruben. Mm. That sounds... Yeah. So they just leave the, the fourth Dorothy inside the truck and just drive it towards the tornado. And jump out of the truck, and then somehow outrun this tornado with 100 mile an hour winds. Somehow. I mean, I mean, it made for it, it made for a great sequence of mm-hmm. them, you know, you know, dodging the the fucking pieces of the goddamn barn that broke off, and the the fucking large farming equipment that just barely grazed over the top of them and didn't hit them. Mm-hmm. Going inside the barn before it gets dissipated, and there's all the all the the fucking metal tools and shit that are hanging. They're like, oh, who are these people? Like, clearly they're at one of those fucking houses in Texas that you shouldn't be going here to. You know the types. The ones where massacres happen. Don't they? Don't you? And they fucking anchor themselves to those fucking water pipes and those leather straps. If those are 300 mile an hour winds, they're ripping those fucking leather straps off yeah. those goddamn pipes. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I mean, it's ridiculous, but it's it it, it looks good for the effect. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, in any other, any other tornado type movie, like Sharknado, it would look hokey as fuck, but when you have big budget, when you have a big budget effects company like ILM doing all the, doing all your effects, it looks really fucking good. Bill and Joe celebrate uh, the, the guy who plays uh, Helen Hunt's father in this is only twelve years older than her. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he was playing the father of young Helen Hunt, not the fucking thirty year old Helen Hunt in this movie. Bill and Joe celebrate their success with the rest of the crew. They decide to stay married, and Bill leaves his job as a weatherman behind to continue storm chasing along with Joe. Finn. And the team rolls up with uh, mm. humans being playing again. Fantastic. And then they're yeah. all just bullshitting around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then as the credits play, I've actually sat through the entire credits, not hoping that there's a post-credit scene, because they, those didn't exist in that. Yeah, sense. they didn't start until... That wasn't a thing. That wasn't a thing until Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah, I that, think. Like, yeah, that wasn't... Right? Yeah, maybe. I'm sure there was some times during the past where, the, where it's been done, but I, I did it because I was listening to it. 
there's a Eddie Van Halen does an instrumental over the credits and it's really good. I think it's called Chase the Wind or or something like that. But it sounds real it sounds really good. So I've listened to that all the way through. The first feature film to do that is a movie called The Silencers in mm-hmm. nineteen sixty six. Interesting. I wouldn't have known that. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have known that. Uh out of ten. We're at out of ten. Eight and a half. I'll give it I'll give it the same. Yeah. I I would give it higher but as I as I said you could with the exception of the core cast of Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt, Jimmy Gertz and Carrie Elwes, you could swap anybody any of those other characters out including Philip Seymour Hoffman who of her crew has the most like this Phil Death. Seymour Hoffman in 1996 wasn't Seymour Hoffman in 2006. No, it wasn't. No, it was not. Can't like, go any like, farther than that. Though. Yeah, no. Like, you could have swapped out any of those characters. And the, the, the dialogue is kind of iffy, but the effects, I mean, the, the, the story was simple. It was just chasing tornadoes, new equipment, we're trying to test it. Let's see where it goes from there. And it made, it, it made, it made for a great movie. I mean, I abs- I absolutely love this movie. And it's on all the fucking time. I guarantee. It's on TV on right now. It's, it's probably on. on. Right now, it's yeah. on TV somewhere yeah. right now. Guarantee it. Guarantee. Uh, do you have a favorite scene? I also like the scene of them at eating the dinner. That's it. I mean, it seems like it, a good yeah. time. Yeah, just casual. Just you know, you just pop over Rosalind's house, and all of a sudden she's making you fucking steak and eggs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on ca- on cast iron skillets too. The best way to make steak and eggs. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me. I don't need to tell you. We should go back to the iron skillet one day. Me too. Except we're like Red Alert 5 going there. Because mm-hmm. I ain't looking to run into anybody I don't want to run into. Oh, I know. I know. Because I'm there for a meal and to leave. Not for a meal and to hear 10 different stories about people I met one time 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. I no, understand. Not into it. Not I understand. Into it. I understand. Uh, do you have the least favorite scene of the movie? No, not really. I mean, some of the stuff's a little ridiculous, like them outrunning a tornado. Um, but no, really, I, I couldn't. It's not like I could deal with yeah. that. I, it's, it's not like I couldn't deal with that. Yeah, like I do have. I mean, it's not a least favorite scene, but it's it's a gripe I have with the movie of itself. It's a little thing, and not, not enough to make me change my rating. No, yeah, it. yeah. But it's when they're, it's when they're when they're at the drive-in and The Shining's playing on the, on the big screen, mm-hmm. when we. When we see the movie for the first time on the screen, it's it's Danny riding the trike, mm-hmm. and he comes across the twins. And then when the twister hits, like, 20 minutes later, and it destroys the screen, it's Jack chopping the axe into the door. Those scenes are not 20 minutes apart, Cotton. No, they're not. <laughs> they're like an hour and a half apart yeah. from each other. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe they're, you know, obviously, the, it, it, it's just like a little thing. Right, right, but right. But it's right, like, right. I'm still looking, I'm like, that's not when that happens mm-hmm. in the movie. But... Yeah, I, I mean, no, nah, I, I, it's, the, the movie holds a special place to me. I mean, I think you know, it was for you know, Twister comes out, then look at what came out afterwards. We got Armageddon, we got Deep Impact, we got Volcano. Armageddon's we got, a piece of shit. I know, but still, it started like the disaster movie. Yeah, track. yeah, yeah. Obviously, Independence Day came out a couple months you afterwards. Tell me, Dante's Peak did. Oh yeah, <laughs> but Volcano, Dante's Peak, Man. Yeah, well, it's not a disaster movie. It's a disaster of a movie. It's not a disaster movie. <laughs> Fuck you, man. You don't like. You actually do not like Lawnmower Man. Yes, I do. That's fucking. You know. You know. You it's a Stephen King movie. You don't fucking know. Stephen King. With Pierce Brosnan would have Stephen fucking King cross earring. <laughs> so nineties Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Maybe he shouldn't be living here with his tapping hair. He still had his long tapping mm-hmm. hair. Mm-hmm. Stephen King fought to get his name. He's like, uh, pull my name off of that fucking movie, like today. No, if we're going to talk about a disaster of a movie, we're talking Speed 2. Yes, we are. But that was the thing in the 90s. Like, it was yeah, just, it hey, was. disaster movies. Because, you know, it was, I don't know if you remember the 90s, listeners. Chris. Chris. <laughs> Chris and, and, and Chrissy, probably. Amy, at some point, when she catches up, she's behind a few episodes. Clearly. A lot of episodes. Um, the 90s were just a, a different time for movies. There was no, you know... The Cold War was over. There was no real enemy. It mm-hmm. was just, hey, you know what? Our, you know our enemy is aliens and the weather. We have some real fucking problems with the weather. Yeah. Just like now. <laughs> yeah. You make Twister now. It's like ah, this makes sense. Climate mm-hmm. change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's 
not a hoax. Mm -hmm. Wake up, folks. Uh, so, the review for Twister is done. Mm -hmm. So, let's get into the news of the day, or the news mm -hmm. of the week. Um, what do you want to start well, with? I mean... Where do you want to start? Oh, hello. Oh, hey. Well, let's... Oh, um, hey. Here's, a, here's our sportscaster, Biff Fiffington. Ass. Stepping on pencils. Um, I mean, nothing like crazy has really happened. We did get a couple casting news. Um, they did they did decide for the Flash they're going to recast uh, Billy Crudup with um, oh my god, what's his name? Um, Jesus, what's his name? George. With what? I'm sorry. Who is re who who who's replacing Henry as Henry Allen? Uh, Ron Livingston. Ron Livingston. Um, I mean that's kind of a downgrade to me, but I can see Ron Livingston playing that role. I I could. Um, they've cast Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate in the Black Adam movie, which, um, as I've said before, when it, like, unfortunately going f with the upcoming slate for DC, there's not much I'm excited for, except Black Adam is one of those things I'm excited for. And I love this casting of Pierce Brosnan as Black Adam. I, agree. I know George is I right agree. there with me. Uh, yesterday we got the Suicide Squad trailer, um, which I... The trailer didn't do anything before me, and I've said this to George. But it didn't take anything away. It, it didn't hurt anything, and I'm still excited for the movie. And I and I the example I used and I told George was remember when DC Fandom happened, I the the trailer for the Snyder Cut didn't do anything for me either. It didn't take anything away, but the, there was just nothing in the trailer that blew my mind. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But we they remedied that six months later with two amazing fucking trailers. You know, so. But I, I'm a huge James Gunn fan, and I do, and I like the Suicide Squad. Um, I I like the David Ayer one too. I'm really curious to see where he's going to take this. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see where he's going to take this. So, um, and George, what are your thoughts? What was your thoughts on the trailer? I enjoyed it. I mean, it it was everything I expected from a James Gunn trailer. Mm -hmm. Um. The biggest surprise of all was finding out that Sylvester Stallone yeah. was the voice of King Shark. I had we, no we idea. We knew he was involved. We just didn't yeah. know what it was. I thought he was just going to have a cameo. You know, <laughs> kind of like he did in Guardians he, 2. He picked a man up, said nom nom, and then ate him. Hand? Hand? Yes, that's your hand. Thank you. I'm glad that, Bio, that uh, Viola Davis basically looks the same as Amanda Waller as she did. Mm. And the first was I hope squad. she's as cold hearted as of a bitch. She, she has to be. That's, yeah. th that's Amanda Waller. She ain't here for your sympathy. She's mm -hmm. here to tell you what the fuck to do. Mm -hmm. And she's got five other. Threw away. She's thought, got five I, other things going I, on. I, in that I, I put him in a hole and threw away the hole. <laughs> Let's just say I put him in a hole and threw away the hole. I fantastic. I love Amanda Waller. Yeah, I do too. In like every incarnation, mm -hmm. like I, I, she's a great character. Looks like Polka Dot Man is going to have a pretty substantial role. In Which this is, movie. of course, James Gunn is going to make Polka That's, Dot yeah. Man have a fucking. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to make Polka Dot Man a household name, the Polka Dot Man shared universe. As long as it's done by James Gunn, I really don't care. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, but like, like I said, it didn't take anything away from my excitement for the no. movie. But I'm so excited. Um, I'm so yeah. excited for it. Obviously, we have some ill will towards Warner Brothers mm. lately because of the yeah. whole, you know, they're obviously trying to bury the restore the Snyderverse. But from what it seems as though from some uh, some reputable sources on YouTube. That you've seen just that. because they have a good track record. They have a good track record. And that's yeah. and that's why I, I have a tendency to be like, okay, um, and because you've been right about a lot of things before, you know, I always with a grain of salt, but Obviously, yeah. you've been right. Like if, if somebody's right more than they're not, you tend to be like, All right, yeah. I understand. You know, there's there's a bit of a divide in Warner Brothers or Warner I should say. Um, Jason Keelar, who is the CEO of Warner Media, so he basically he runs the show. Mm -hmm. He's the highest ranking person there. That's that, that, I mean, he works for AT&T. He's, he's the highest ranking yeah. person that's not actually in AT&T. AT&T. Um, and then Casey Bloys, who is the guy who runs HBO Max. Um, this fucking insane woman. What the hell? <laughs> I don't, um, my mother, ladies and gentlemen. From, from what I understand, and everything I've heard from many people, that they want the Snyderverse to continue. Um, and it's pushed back from like the Warner Brothers side, the mm -hmm. theatrical side of things, because they are they feel very threatened with HBO Max. Because, hey, like we said, it, because it, listen, yeah. everybody, streaming is the future. Yeah, and he, that's why AT and T bought Time Warner because they wanted the catalog so they can launch a streaming service, which mm -hmm. is HBO Max. And that's a, and, and to be honest, that's a hell of a catalog. It is. I, I listen. I like HBO Max as a streaming service. I know you do too. Yeah, I, I enjoy I, it. I think it's they a have, really I mean, good service. They've got all the DC properties, so mm -hmm. they got all the shows that 
that we enjoy, especially mm -hmm. uh, Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series. Is Batman Beyond on there? Batman Beyond is, is on there. Is it there? Okay, cool. Yeah. Justice League is up there, Young Justice, Doom Patrol, Titans, Harley Quinn. Yeah, a lot of stuff that like, we like. Everything that we enjoy. That's and, just and, the DC. And, and, that, and those are just the DC shows. That's not including the four Batman movies, the four Superman movies. Yeah. Uh, I think Superman Returns is up there. The, Green Lantern. The Snyder movies are up there. Mm -hmm. Green Lantern's mm -hmm. up there. Like, I mean, I own like all of yeah, them, but still, yeah. it's the point. I mean, like, they're, I mean, it's all up there. And that's not including the fact that they also own, you know, like the Cartoon Network properties. Yeah, seriously. The, um, like, Adult Swim. Like, all the Adult Swim shows, like Metalocalypse, which I know you love. Love Metalocalypse. I love it. Uh, Home Movies is up there. Sea Lab 2021. Mm -hmm. Harvey Birdman, which I watch all the fucking time. Like, yeah. there's, there's not to mention Warner. Plus Warner, Warner Looney Tunes. yeah. Plus, <laughs> yeah, Warner owns Turner, so Turner Classic Movies. Mm -hmm. Like, it's yeah. There is um, so much that you don't realize that they own. Yeah, and plus they also own the Harry Potter movies. Yes, they do. They're not and up Lord, there right now, are they? No, because uh, because Peacock has them. Yeah, because it's so a contract. Yeah, yeah. So they're gonna. I think they're gonna go back and forth. Yeah, and the Lord and they own the Lord of the Rings. Yes, movies. they do because they own New Line Cinema. Which means maybe during October, maybe there's a New Line Cinema. Horror movies will show up there. That would be very I'm nice. I'm talking about the Scream franchise. I'm talking about the Friday 13th franchise. I'm talking about the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Huh? Like Nightmare on Elm Street movies remastered in fucking 4K. Are you trying Thank to give me a boner? Because I got there one. Nice there... meat. Nice meat. There it is. There it is. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's 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 just it's just kind of crazy and hectic right now because... Um, we had that 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 hit piece that came out, yeah. That which is which is what it, it was. That's what it was. It was. It wasn't. I'm 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 guaranteed that like as they were doing this interview about a week and a half ago, mm -hmm. they weren't like yeah hit piece. But then they when they probably gave them the go ahead mm -hmm. to release it, it. This whole week has just been trying to undercut what's going on with the Snyder Cut because again, Warner Brothers does not care about the streaming side right. of. Um, Warner Media, and they're gonna find out the hard way, because Jason Kular and AT and T—that's what they care about. Jason Kular was the mastermind behind Hulu, pretty much. Mm -hmm. He's not there to fucking fix Warner Brothers theatrically. He's there to make HBO Max the next Hulu. Mm -hmm. So, um, again, I, I some some YouTubers I I more inclined to trust than not have said that the Snyderverse it looks likely because the people who call the shots want it to happen um if you're a snyderverse fan just be prepared it's not going to be like this massive shared universe it's going to be more than likely what i've heard it's going to be most likely justice league 2 because justice league 3 was never greenlit so he had rewrote justice league 2 which was never justice league 3 it was 2 and 2a mm -hmm. it was the same story told over two movies much like um last harry potter movie and they never greenlit a third movie, so he just kind of condensed it down to a, a two-hour, a, a one singular movie. Um, but I'm hearing it's going to either be two four-hour movies, possibly a long, like a mini-series, maybe like eight to ten episodes. Um, and then I, I am hearing some stuff that they could do a Ben Affleck Batman series. Because Ben would do it if, if Zach's involved. Right. He would only do it if Zach's involved. So, we'll see. Um, I do. I know we we talked about this a, a little bit ago. I I do think something needs to be said by the people who matter, you know, about what's going to go on because th things are hot right now, and it's going to hurt Warner Brothers going forward because there's a lot of people outside of the Restore the Snyderverse movement that are just like, yeah, why why are they why are they not going to make a sequel? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people who want to see the sequel, and I think it's going to haunt Warner Brothers for. A long time if they don't do a if, sequel. If if they don't, they're leaving money on the table. They absolutely are, and, and and they're forfeiting money yeah. because I think, I they're, think it's really going to damage DC on film. They're le they're leaving, and, and people need to realize if the Snyderverse continues, it's not going to be long form cinema. You, from what I hear, it's going to be the same, basically the same deal that Zach made with them. I mean, he'll get paid this time for sure, but it's going to be that's fine. HBO Max first. Probably home release because the Blu-ray 4K comes out in May, late May, and then in the fall it's supposed to have a limited run in IMAX. Right. That's from what I hear. That's like his main things. Like it's got to be, you know, it's got to have some sort of theatrical run at some point, even if it's after the exclusivity to HBO Max. It's got to have like some sort of a theatrical run, even if it's 
three, four, five months down the road. It's got to be part of it. So my theory, and we're going to wrap it up because I don't want to go too long on this because we don't know everything and I don't mm-hmm. want to harp on this stuff. But yeah. but I think it's kind of fresh so when to tack it all at the end. Mm-hmm. My, if I had to believe if it was going to happen, I do think we're going to get a Justice League 2 um, because it would be stupid to not do it. Um, if we get more, if they're like, hey, we're going to give you two movies, Justice League 2 and 3. I will take everything. So I will take everything. It's, it's a bonus for me. But for me, when I say restore the Snyderverse, I just want what was supposed to happen, which was a Justice League 2. Mm-hmm. And like I said, anything else is, is just a bonus. And mm-hmm. I will happily accept because I'm a big Snyder fan. And George, I know you feel mm-hmm. the same way. Yep. Um, but I, I said to you earlier, there's definitely a window to get this done. Mm-hmm. Because you can't come five years from now and try to make this movie with a fifty-five-year-old no. Ben Affleck no. and Henry Cavill will be old. Henry Cavill will probably be tied up in some sort of other franchise. I'm sure he if will. it's not Bond, I mean, I've heard rumors that Feige wants him in Marvel because I heard he wants. I, I keep hearing Captain Burton. I mean, I like Captain Burton. He's a badass. I mean, he's a C-lister, maybe even D-lister, but whatever. I mean, especially with the void of Captain America really not being around anymore, but um, I would assume he's going to be tied up with Bond, though. If I had to guess, right. it'd be tied up with Bond. So, um, but I mean, let's let's, let's see. see. We got we got Black Adam coming out, and like we we keep joking around. Nobody, Walter Hamada is not telling The Rock what to do with Black Adam. No, The Rock is telling The Rock what to do with Black Adam because you're not going to tell the biggest superstar on the, the fucking Rock, planet. The Rock is telling Dwayne Johnson what to do. With Black yeah. <laughs> Because if, if the Rock the Rock has said multiple times he wants Henry Cavill to face off against his Black Adam, mm-hmm. the Rock wants it. The Rock's gonna fucking get it, especially because they're friends, and Danny Garcia is the Rock's is the Rock's manager and his ex wife and his ex wife and Henry Cavill's manager. So, yeah, don't don't count out Henry Cavill just yet. There was a whole crop of people who don't who don't even know that the Rock was a wrestler. I know it's kind of shame. Yeah, it's a real shame. But it shows how far he's how far he's surpassed. True. I mean, he's been out of the business for the most part for almost twenty years. Yeah. You know, I mean, he had the you know he came back a little bit. What was two thousand three? His last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then he kind of he popped back up for a couple of years again in the early two thousand tens. And but it, for the most part, he's been out of wrestling for like I mean, yeah. it's damn near eighteen years. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so. But again, we just wanted to touch on that a little bit at the end of this podcast here, and if anything else happens. We'll talk about it next week, or if some bullshit happens, maybe we'll put it up on Instagram like we did last week. So, um, but that's it. Uh, keep hashtagging, restore the Snyder. Yeah, just keep, keep putting pressure because I I think it's a fight worth fighting. I've yeah, said, I've I've said. Um, it and, and Zach has said some stuff on Vero because he's he's this not, isn't some bullshit. Yeah, no, this isn't fucking like, cancel Disney Plus yeah. and all that horseshit with the Phantom Menace. This is this is legit. Like you like listen, One, Warner, Warner Brothers is a reactionary studio. 1.5 million tweets. That's in a 24-hour period. Yeah, it, it ha, it's the most tweeted hashtag for Hollywood in history. Yeah, in a 24-hour period. So, um, like I said, if if you had to ask me, I would say we probably will get a Justice League two exclusive HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Basically, it is now. It'll probably be exactly this. It might be, they might do a series though. That's what I think it's going to mm-hmm. be. I don't think it's going to be a four-hour movie. I think it'll be filmed as a movie. And then broken up in parts like we had, but it's, but it won't be released all at once. It'll just right. be released weekly, um, you know, to where you could binge it and it'd be like a movie, pretty much. I think that's where... And I've heard that when Zach actually pitched Warner Media the movie, like when he had them come, cause so they could go see the movie and stuff like that, he actually pitched it as a series. I, and I don't know where the change was made to make it a movie. I'm happy it was released as a movie, yeah. but I heard, from what I understand, he actually pitched it, I guess, to Jason Keylar and those guys as a series. So, we'll see. But, um, again, we just wanted to talk, it was, what, 10 minutes? Yeah. Again, what are we going to harp? We wouldn't bitch about it. You can spend the next hour bitching about how we want the Snyderverse back. Everybody knows our thoughts. There's nothing mm-hmm. really new. I just wanted to talk about some of the stuff I've heard from people that have been right about a lot of things. And, uh, yeah. But who knows? Anything can fucking happen. You know, Zach could sign an exclusive deal with Netflix tomorrow, and that could be the end of it. Yeah. So, um, but I think they would be. I, I think that's why we might get it because I don't think Jason Keeler is going to let Zack Snyder leave. Oh, that's because so. he sees money with Zack Snyder. Whether you like his movies or not, his movies make money. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I of the movies I've seen in his, which is everyone but two of them, I I love his work. So, mm-hmm. and we're going to review Army of the Dead. 
Yep. Um, when that comes out. June, the first weekend in June, I think, because it comes out um, in May, like late May, and May is stacked, and we've locked May in. We're not changing anything in May. So mm-hmm. I think the first weekend in June we'll do Army yeah, of the Dead. Yeah, it comes out so. May 21st. Yeah, so so the first weekend in June we'll get we'll get Army of the Dead. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, everybody, I hope you enjoyed Twister. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beloved movie by George. It's, it's one of my favorite action movies. I just, I, it's, a, it's a forgotten movie, too, I think. Yeah. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. And um, I hope you enjoyed our coverage of basically Snyder of last week, the three podcasts we did mm-hmm. uh, dedicated to that, BVS, the storyboards, and Justice League. And um, we'll see you in a week for Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, looking forward to it. It's gonna be a clash. Yeah, I think it's. I, listen, I don't expect much from a movie with a giant gorilla. Listen, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not expecting uh, Spartacus or Ben Hur. Yeah, you know, but uh, just have minimal human interaction, please. Mm-hmm. That's all I ask for. Um, and it, again, who knows? We'll you know, we'll talk later. Yep. So, <laughs> good night. Yeah. All right, everybody. I've been Dean Holtzapple. I'm still George Rogers, and we will see you in the multiverse. <laughs>